Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 55. This week on the episode, I've got a great conversation with Eli Hirsch, also known as Eli Hertz. Uh, Some of you may recognize the name. He's in a band called Courtship. Um, But we are going to be talking about his project, primarily talking about his project, Eli Hertz. Uh, He just recently dropped his debut EP called Future Accountants of America. Um, This EP is really cool, guys. It's a, a variety of sounds. I think a variety of, you know meaning and message and and lyrics and things like that um it's kind of a a little bit of a showcase of of some of the stuff that he can do and we had a really cool conversation we talked about uh mental health on the road and you know this ep and hopes and plans obviously for when covid goes away and things like that and just had a really good time talking to him and I hope you guys enjoy this as well. Uh, highly encourage that you go check out the Future Accountants of America EP by Eli Hertz. Um, he recently dropped a video for the song The Fucked Up Thing About Us, um, which is one of my favorite songs on this EP. It might actually be my favorite song on the EP. Um, but yeah, you guys definitely need to check it out. And hope that you enjoy this conversation with Eli Hirsch, also known as Eli Hertz. And we're going to jump into that right now. So uh, basically, to jump into it, what we're going to do is the most boring question that you get every single time. And that's simply, what is your name slash the project name and a little bit of background on yourself? Okay, let's see if I can pull it together. My name is... (laughs) Eli Hirsch, H-I-R-S-C-H, and the project is Eli Hertz, H-U-R-T-S. And the background on me is I was born in Portland, Oregon, and I grew up playing in a bunch of punk rock bands. And, um, you know, like kind of, it's not like not having friends in high school, but like, but kind of like not participating in it at all. Like, like having like half friends and it's it's not even like people didn't like me. I think I just didn't even like, I didn't, I didn't like jump into it. I just decided to have band practice instead. So that just kind of became my life. And then I don't know, I guess the last 10 years I've just had like a really um, weird, but really uh, blessed life of engaging in music in a lot of different ways. So I played in a lot of punk bands and then I play in a band called courtship with my best friend, Micah. Um, And it's kind of like a disco pop band. And then, uh, then these songs just started coming out and, you know, I grew up on like a lot of pop punk music and MCR and Green Day and Weezer. And I think I just had this other thing I had to do and that was this. And then I was really scared to share it with the world for a long time. And then I just stopped being a pussy and put it out. (laughs) You know, that's kind of what I joke about this podcast. So this podcast is a little over a year old now and I've been in music journalism for like 15 years and it's like, why didn't I have one earlier? And it was honestly because why would people care? You know, like that was my, in my own head, why would I do a podcast or, you know, like nobody's going to listen to it or whatever. And then finally, like you said, I I woke up one day literally and I was like, 
I'm fucking doing it today. I'm ordering all the stuff like it. It's happening. And I text a buddy of mine. I was like, dude, it's all in the Amazon cart. And he goes, you've talked about this for three fucking years. Do it. So boom, here it is a, a year later. And it's been awesome. So yeah, has anything that was really, really scary that you thought was going to happen happened? Like, no, <laughs> right. No. And like, that's the thing is like, it's actually been pretty overwhelmingly positive. I mean, you know, could I have more listeners and, and stuff like that? Absolutely. But I'm also only a year old, quote unquote, like what's the worst that was going to happen? Well, Get also, some artists that say, no, I don't want to be on that yet. Uh, okay, cool. Right. Yeah. And also, but also you think it's about like the perspective you go forward with, like, you know, Dua Lipa can be freaked out about um, not having enough listeners and if she wanted right. to. And I, so I think it's kind of like, how are we choosing to live life? Like, is it, or do we want to live in constant fear and wanting, or do we want to just love what we do? And like, hey, look, I mean, it's a balance. It's totally a balance. And I'm like, I don't practice what I preach. Right. This. Like I do and I don't, right? Like, so, but yeah, I think it's really important. I think it's for any, like for any artist, you know? I think it's like the, I think especially yeah. too, when it's like, when it's like, when it's like, um, you know, you, it's like really you, like for your podcast, it's you, it's your podcast. So this project is like right. me in my face. And like with my other band, it's like, me and Micah and the two of us and I don't even sing and like we're, it's kind of the both of us and we kind of hide behind each other and like it's just different right. it's just different you know um yeah so it's scary man yeah and I think it plays into like what you were saying about high school I I feel like I was kind of the same I had a lot of kind of friends you know like I always refer to myself as I was a background character not a main character mm -hmm. so like I was around, I was there, but I was never the one out in front. Um, and then like doing the music journalism and getting ready to start this podcast, same with you with doing your solo project. Like now it's time for me to truly step out and be that, that main character, that lead character. Yeah, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about why the songs developed. Uh, you were out on the road doing, you know, music and whatnot and just, Talk a little bit about you, like you said, it, it kind of just came to you that I've got this other thing I need to do. So how did that kind of manifest for you? Hmm. Hmm. Where do you even begin? You know, I mean, I think like, <laughs> there's like a few different types of songs, you know, like I think there's like the song that kind of, um, you like sit down, you, I mean, I, I, there's like multiple ways of writing, right? Like you can sit down and be like every day and go, like, I'm gonna sit down and write, which which I which I try to do. And I go through periods of doing that. And I think generally as like a writer, that's like a, a really important discipline. It's like, just sit down and write something like whether or not you are uh, inspired. Like, oh, it's like, has it hit me? Like the, what I, like you just do it right. and, just something and, like, it, and it might suck. And that's the big fear is what if I make something that sucks? Then there's the songs that like um, just have to be written. They just, it's, you know, it's when you're just, it's something intense has happened and, and that's why it exists. I mean, that is like, that's like the gift. It's like of that to, to, to write is like this thing has happened. So I'm, and now there's a, there's a place to like, to put that. And, you know, I mean, that's a, that's the greatest feeling in the world, I think to me. So, yeah, I mean, these songs, like, or a mix of that. Some of them were, were from kind of just sitting down and writing in a disciplined way. And some came from, you know, really uh, intense experiences. You know, I, 
I, I had a, you know, kind of like a big breakup that, that was really, really, you know, affected me in a huge way. And that was happening right as we were like on the road and just constantly on the road. And like, it was just, yeah, it was just a, cra- it was just a crazy time. And I don't know, but I was like more than that. I just have always felt kind of, other than just like the situations that happen in life, I think that I've always felt lonely, felt really lonely. And somehow I wanted to talk about that and that maybe if I could say that, you know, I would start to like build a community around this. Cause I don't know, I just have this feeling that like the way that I feel in the world, which is this weird mix of like kind of pretending to be comfortable in the world, but really not being comfortable in the world. Right. Like a lot of people feel that way. Like I met these kids on tour with courtship. Like I know that they're there. and like, I'm just like the same way. I'm like, I just want to be their friends and I want them to be my friends. And I, and, and, and I think that like the music that I grew up on, like pop punk, especially like really embraced that specifically, like when it was like, you know, in its kind of heyday of like when I was growing up and I think it's not just coming back. I think it's back. Like, yeah. Rallying around we're all in this together. I'm not bigger than you. I'm not better. I'm not better than you. Like, you know, I mean, that's to me why Gerard was like, is the greatest of them all. Right. right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, a couple things in that. I, so part of the reason that you make the scene exists is that community aspect. So my belief is, is like yours, where we're not all these separate individuals. We are in the you know, in the actual, but like the things that you feel somebody else feels. So why not have a community around you of like-minded people and, and people that can help support you and move on through, you know, build up and, and things like that. Um, and then number two, like you said, with especially the pop punk scene, when we were growing up, um, like I said, I'm 35. So when I was growing up, my cam fallout boy, uh, all time low was, you know, getting huge and whatnot. Like these were bands that we saw in the DIY aspect, you know, they were out there busting their ass to get where they were. So that community really developed. And I think that's kind of the same mindset for you, right? Like, yeah, you're not alone. This is what I want to be. I'm 10 years younger than you. So I actually only saw those bands in stadiums and I went in the DIY, I guess all time low, not stadiums, but I wish I had, I wish I had seen the DIY stage. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. No, no, you're fine. But like you know, at your age, it it would be like neck deep, knuckle puck. You still have you know state champs. You still have a lot of those bands, like you said. Like the second coming of of pop punk is here, um, and I think it's just a matter of building that community. Um, and then like for your music, kind of that same thing. You've got these feelings. Now they're out there, and people can say. I fucking relate to this guy. Let's let's see what this journey is. Yeah, I mean that'd be. I mean, if, if if people do that, that's awesome. You know, I mean that's that's the that's what it's all about. That's really it. Right. I mean, I, that really is what it, what it, what a, I crave out of this most. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you just dropped the uh, the EP about a month ago um, called "Future Accountants of America Unite." Um, Talk a little bit about the the title, because obviously it's it's that like oddball title to grab some attention. But is there some some bigger meaning, or was it just like the hey nerds come over here? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you have it right. I mean, I think just 
you have it right. I mean, I just, I just think names are stupid, and I just wanted something stupid yep. that just didn't fucking take itself seriously and didn't matter. And I don't know. I think I stole it from something. Something. There's something kind of similar that I saw. Oh, there's a Fountains of Wayne record. Uh, what's it called? Welcome Interstate Managers. Kind of like yeah. Yeah. From that a little bit, probably. I was. I love that record. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, there's no deep meaning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't figure based on it, but I thought I'd ask. But I think, you know, that that goes back to the the pop punk and punk, right? Like, think back to Blink-182 song titles or Panic at the Disco. Like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Yeah. But it, it sucked you in. Fountains of Wayne, you know, that album's probably their best work, if we're being honest. And, you know, it probably did not really mean that they wanted interstate managers to come over and hang out. Also, but I think the other thing too is just like if kids who want who want to be accountants or end up being accountants <laughs> like this, then great. Like there's nothing right. wrong. You know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think there's all I mean, I think the only thing I would say maybe that has a little bit of meaning in it is like, you know, we just live in like more and more and more like this aspirational culture mm-hmm. of I need more, it needs to be the glitziest. If you don't have it, you're you're shit. And you know, I just I just fundamentally disagree with that on on yeah. so on so many levels and i think that i think that not not just even intellectually but just emotionally and i think that a lot of a lot of young people i know feel left out you know like they're not hot they're not sexy they're not going to be in that way right right like me like like most people right like most right. people and so that's fine so you know I, there's nothing wrong with you know i get i mean if you want to strive for those things, then that's that you can totally do that. To me, it, I think it only brings suffering. So instead, just embrace who you are and just let's just do this. Let's stop wasting time. Like we're gonna be dead. We're gonna fucking be dead. Right. But that's like the um, you know the old saying that life isn't a race because at the end you're gonna be dead anyway. Like what are we in such a hurry to do? Uh, but I think you you bring up a good point, you know, the aspirational side of things and the desire to be liked and, and all of that. Like, I think social media, obviously, for not to, to play the old guy card, but like for your generation, uh, social media, you know, is toxic as hell. Yeah. But it's all about the instant gratification. You post a picture, how many Instagram likes can you get? And too many people, I think, like what you're saying put too much value on that. Well, this picture only got, you know, a hundred likes, but my other one got a thousand like, okay, cool. But who cares? Does that translate to money? Does that translate to happiness? What's the point to it? Yeah. I mean, this is the, you're touching on the root of the, the entire problem. Do we, why are we doing this? That's the question. Why are we? Why are you making this podcast? Are you, you know? Are you making it to be popular or get rich? By the way, it's also fine if that's a little bit of what you want, right? Because because it, it must be. It must be twenty to thirty percent, right? But like, yeah, probably. But but it can't be. Well, it can be the main reason why. But you, we all know where that ends. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. That's with that said. But I think on the other hand, I think that you know, I also really feel for for young people and people my age and younger than me, like that's the world they were born into. You know, I, I remember my life before that barely, you know, I was in seventh grade when I got an iPhone. So there you go. Yeah. I was 
graduating college when I got my iPhone. So, <laughs> you know, but, you know, at the same time, I think it, you know, plays into just society as a whole. You know, we've always had the um, kind of the mindset cable guy with Jim Carrey touched on it. You know, we've, we've always had the mindset of escapism and in cable guy, it's all about the TV being the babysitter. Now it's, the iPhone, social media, whatever, kind of being the babysitter um, instead of being more involved with each other. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm yeah. with you 100%. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so let's talk about, you know, circling back to the EP now. Uh, <laughs> we both got on that little tangent there. But um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, while on the road, What's it like when, you know, back when you could tour pre-COVID days, what's it like in that process of trying to put up that fake front of sorts, right? Like you said, you, you've kind of felt lonely and stuff. So you're out on tour, you get in the van and you're an eight hour drive to your next venue. Like, how does that mess with your mind? And is that kind of where the birth of the songs came from? Yeah. Touring's hard. Um, uh, okay, so there's like, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think that, I don't know if it's totally where the songs came from, but I think that, hmm, touring definitely is an amazing experience because it really like, it really shows you where you're fucking up. It like really shows you in your life, like what you don't have together and somehow things I guess you could kind of skate over in normal life but like it definitely shows you like where your patience is at it shows you where your uh, just your own you're taking responsibility for your for your own balance and yeah I think I was I think I was super unbalanced super unbalanced. and I'm really lucky that I don't I don't have uh, an addictive personality when it comes to drugs and alcohol um, so I didn't, I didn't turn to that cause I, I think I definitely would have, um, but yeah, it is, a it's a lonely place that answers your question. It's definitely yeah. a lonely place. And I, and it's great. You know, I'm on the road with my brothers and I, and I love them and it's, and that's, thank God for that. Um, but also it, it is, it is, it is lonely in, the, in its own way and a really specific, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, acute, acute way. It's acutely lonely in this very spiky way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I, I mean, I would guess like it's that 2 a.m. drive, right? Like we just got off stage, had an amazing show, but like as things wind down, you know, you start losing some of the endorphins and, and it's like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like where, where are we going? What, what's happening or whatever. Um, talk a little bit about, you've, you've kind of touched on it a few times with the word balance, finding that balance and, and kind of what that means for you. Yeah, totally. You know, I think like, I think that, well, first of all, one thing I want to say, the thing that definitely like, helped was hanging out with and like meeting like all the cool fucking kids that would like and do come to our shows the courtship shows like yeah humans are are amazing and i i like 
feel like I live a lot of my life, like on like this kind of high horse that I'm trying to come down from of just, we all are, we're all like in so much judgment and I'm in so much judgment. I, and I, sometimes I catch myself, what the hell? Like, that's so like, don't be in so much judgment. And like, you know, you just forget that like people are great. People are like, and we also this, this society we live in that tells us like every, we should be scared of everyone. Like 99.999% of people are incredible people. And, um, that's just, I think that was always really, really helpful. That's on that side. In terms of staying balanced, you know, I think when I probably about three or four years ago, I started um, practicing meditation and, you know, I mean, it completely changed my life. I, I went from someone who was reaching the point of not being able to operate in the world from it because of my anxiety. Yeah. I think it was, it was getting there. And, and just manifesting in, in really just, yeah, just shitty ways, you know, and it would not even myself, you know, when you're anxious, you're afraid when you're afraid, you don't, you treat the people, the treat, you treat people around you in a, in a way that you, you wouldn't want to treat them if you were really uh, in a conscious state. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, med- meditating has really been a, a vital tool in my life. It's completely, uh, completely I think almost completely eliminated that kind of anxiety in my life and and now when it comes up it will I can see it and I'm not lost in it anymore so on tour you know that was when I really started doing it because I always kind of half-assed it I always been like oh this is kind of cool me we'll do this you know once a week and on tour it became every day every morning get up before everyone else even if it's for 15 minutes to just here I am like be centered and present um as a reminder so that helps yeah yeah and you're not the first person that's that's brought up kind of the meditative uh part of it when it comes to balancing mental health um you know i think what a lot of people imagine is what they see on tv and and movies where like you know you're in the yoga studio or whatever and everybody ohm and all that. And that's, that's not really it necessarily. That's a type of meditation, but that's not what it has to be. Like you said, just waking up and truly like centering yourself and tell almost giving yourself some affirmations and stuff like that too, where like, I'm a good person. There are good people out there. Like I'm in this moment. Let's be in this moment. Um, And I think that is a, a huge help for a lot of people to be able to recognize that you're like you said the the high horse thing like yeah you may think you're up there but realistically you're in the same spot as millions of other people so why sit higher than anybody else and you know my and meditate you know meditation can be anything my mom meditates she knits she Mm -hmm. meditates when she knits she's a knitter and like she doesn't sit down and focus on her breathing the way that maybe I do when I meditate. And I think everyone has their, has their own version. Um, but I would definitely say to anyone who's like feeling like out of control, that, that is a great gift. And there's some great books and places to start. You know, my, my favorite book that I've ever read and has probably been the most transformative book I've ever read and have now read, you know, five times is the power of now. By Eckhart Tolle, and okay. it's uh, yeah. it's really uh, it's great and it's accessible and it's and it's one of those books that just can affect you at any level, no matter where you're at. 
So I recommend it highly. You should check it out. Yeah, awesome. I'll definitely put a link to that in the uh, the podcast description. But no, I think that's that's a perfect point too, that it, it doesn't have to be sitting alone in the dark with your eyes closed, focused on breathing, anything like that. Like like you said, knitting or as silly as, as they sound, like those adult coloring books, like anything to put your focus in one spot so that your mind isn't running all over the place or trying to tell you lies. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, just nothing to know. It's not... There's also just no religious affiliation with it. It's just a practice. It's right. Just, it's just a tool. It isn't a belief system. It's it's just it's just a, an exercise. Really, it's really what it is. And the key is to just do it. It doesn't. There's no winning or losing. There's no. There's no bad. There's no. There's no bad way to do it. I guess the only bad way to do it would be to try to have some sort of goal out of it. It's just you just do it. Right. Yeah, you just you just do it no matter what, and you feel it helps. It's like you drink water. You just. Yep. You just drink water every day. You just breathe oxygen every day. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so on the EP, uh, four tracks, and they're all pretty different sonically. Um, how intentional was that? Like, I, I've seen the quote in the press release, obviously, that, like, you just didn't care. I don't give a shit that they're, they're not, quote, unquote, on brand, which to me, like, nowadays – the brand thing is kind of, at least in the, the pop punk scene and, and whatnot, especially, it doesn't matter as much, right? Like if you're just being authentic to yourself, that's what people care about versus the polished, this is exactly who I am all the time. Yeah, that's, if you're if what you're saying is true, that's a huge relief to me. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I mean, <laughs> because yeah, I mean, you know, I, I struggle with this constantly. Like I think, I think that Oh, dude, I just don't want to be in a box. I just, it's like, I know, of course, like, I'm not stupid. Like, I, I know, of course, that, like, there needs to be a vision. But I think there is one, you know, with this EP and then the record that I'm going to be putting out next year. And, like, yeah, no, but it doesn't sound the same because, because, because I love so many different kinds of music and so many different sounds. Like, you know, I hope what is cohesive is, like, the voice, behind it in some sort of ways or or not even necessarily cohesive but you can you can tell that it's it, this is the the character this is the voice that goes through it you know and like yeah you know i just yeah dude, i just don't want i just don't i just think what happens every time is every time i think okay it's gonna be like just the really intense chop guitars like slamming thing every time like and which i love doing that but like it that's not everything. That that's just one slice, you know. I don't know. Maybe I should right. do that. Maybe it should just be that thing for a record. But, dude, then that's like, you know, you think about when you put a record out once every eighteen months at the most, and so it's like eighteen months of one. Like, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. No, I, I I agree, and that's one of my favorite things is when bands do kind of mix up that record where like you may have that heavy hitting song. And then they swing into like a softer ballad and it's like, it fits because like you said, like that's just a, a piece of, of life, right? Like that just focuses on the one area, but life is so multifaceted that yeah, that's a great way of I've got it. different feelings for it. That's a great way of putting it. You know, the ba- I mean, to me, the record that does that the best I've ever heard is Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness by, by the Pumpkins. Yeah. I mean, to me, that is like, that is the next, that is the next, next, next level of that. That is that, this idea done at like the highest possible level. I mean, I love 
literally every song on that. Dude, I don't know if you've listened, but that record, so there's like, so there's 12, 20, 24 songs in that record because there's two sides. And then right. they released all the demos of the songs they didn't put out, which there's like 40 of those. And they're all so insanely sick. Like, how did those not actually become songs? I don't know. And uh, it's, dude, it's exactly that. It's, you know, it's like for songs like Jelly Belly that's like literally like stoner metal that goes into, um, you know, like Lily on that record, which is like a beautiful, like whimsical string arrangement, like fairy dance. Um, And it's so gorgeous, dude. It's, oh, it's amazing. It's it's the best. Yeah, and I I think that's, you know, obviously I've never interviewed them, so I don't know for fact, but I think that's kind of the point, right? Like life has so many different areas and they've experienced so many different things. And especially when you have multiple members in a band, like everybody's got their own voice. Let's showcase everything that's happening versus spotlighting the one, one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, but I also think too, like, it's important to note that like, I think in this day and age too, like people, people's attention spans are so short that, you know, they want to know, what is it? What is it? Give me three words. Pitch me, pitch me. And I just like, yeah, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to, it's, and it's cool that that's, that, that, that word, that works for some people. I, I feel like it doesn't really work for anyone, but everyone's just kind of too afraid to like do anything else. And I don't know. I'd rather like, you know, I think for me too, like, I don't, I don't have the aspiration to be the biggest band in the world. That isn't important to me actually at all. Like, I think like, you know, dude, if, if in three years, like Eli Hertz is touring thousand cap venues in the States and Europe and like, Dude, that is like, that's great. That's my community. That's what I, that's what I wanted. Out right. Of so I, I just, it just doesn't need to be, um, it doesn't need to be gigantic. And I think that that really gives me a lot of freedom. I also just don't want to live a, like, I don't want to be rich. I'm not really interested yeah. in being rich. I just want to have like a nice house and like a place that I love to live, eat organic food. If I have kids, I'm going to need some more money, but like, I don't really, I don't like, that's it. That's right. I don't want more. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the thing for me, I, I think you and I are a lot alike on this. Like I even try to shy away from labeling bands when I do reviews or whatever, like other oh, pop punk, because the genre thing is so fucking outdated now because like yourself, my chemical romance, smashing pumpkins, you have so many different varieties of inspiration that it's hard to say like, Oh, this dude's just a pop punk dude. No, he's not there's so much more to him than just one genre. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, I told, I, I agree. And dude, those bands, like, dude, it's so funny to me that like my chemist called, I mean, yes, of course, like they're very, they're influenced by emo, but like, dude, Black Parade is like, is glam rock. Yeah. Black Parade is glam rock. And it's also the greatest album of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, I can't say that. It's the greatest album of the last 20 years, maybe next to Kid A and OK Computer, I think. Yeah, I, I would say that's a pretty pretty solid assessment. Um, and then you've got, I'm going to forget the uh, Danger Days. That's a rock album. Like, they have morphed their sound over the years so well. Panic at the Disco before Brandon kind of split off and did his own thing. Like, there's so many artists like that that have come through the, and not even just this one genre. Like, look at... Darius Rucker, for God's sakes. I mean, Hootie and the Blowfish is nothing like Darius Rucker's solo country music. Awesome. Yeah, so cool. 
Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit. I know you're you're in the process of kind of writing for the the next album and things like that. Um, with the EP having just recently came out about a month ago, um, kind of what's the the roadmap? You know, is is there plans to do some music videos, some like singles that aren't necessarily planned for the record? You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. leading yeah. up to. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna put a, the record out probably in July of next year, next summer at some point. Um, and then, yeah, it's going to be a, a bunch of music before that. So probably like a song every like six weeks before that ish. Um, and yeah, there'll be videos for a bunch of the songs and, um, yeah, you know, I mean, COVID kind of like fuck shit up. Cause honestly, all I really would love to do is just be on the road with this, um, right. but we'll, we'll get there. It's fine. There's no rush. So yeah. But, and I, I've said to a couple people, you know, like, I absolutely agree. COVID fucked everything up and I miss live music so much and, you know, it hurts every day, but at the same time, it kind of leveled the playing field, right? Like even your massive bands now can't go out and do anything. So like, this is really where people like you that haven't necessarily built everything up yet because you're fresher in the scene. Like now's my chance to say, look, I have a voice and I'm just as good as these people and build that, that community. Yes. So that hopefully, you know, next year concerts we'll can happen there. again. Yeah, and yeah, and people can just come out and have that support right away. Yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. And I also think I also think that the pandemic is like kind of like I think that space gave me the courage to also look, like just do this to go. Yeah. Cause I think at a certain point it's just like let's just just do it. Stop tinkering. Just start doing it, you know. Get it get it get it out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, there's been like two other people that I've talked to that are in this, the you like, I was sitting at home. I had nothing else to do. Like, why would I not put this out now? You know, like worst case scenario, it flops and it just gets lost. It resonates with people and I get to do what I love and can focus on this more. So it, yeah, yeah, totally. I, it's totally how I feel. And I, and I think like, yeah, I also feel a little like, uh, it's funny that way too. Cause it, like, I feel like the songs that I put out on the EP are actually kind of like, um, like the safe ones. They're like the ones that I was like least concerned about people hating. Right. <laughs> and now the stuff is like the new stuff I'm working on. It's like, it's like, some people are going to, some people are going to hate it for sure. And that's dope. I mean, but I think it's cool. Like, I think it's, I feel like people aren't going to just be like, oh, okay. Like what, like I, people are going to really like it. I feel like, or they're going to be like, this is, this sucks. I hate this. But I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like Michelle and Kelly put out a pop punk album that is getting shit on by a lot of people, but the people that like it absolutely love it. So I think that's the, the right mindset and kind of uh, space that you want to be in is I could play the safe road where everybody's like, yeah, it's not bad or, you know, whatever. Or I can go with, this is true, authentic stuff. Either you like it or you don't, I don't give a shit. Let's go. Well, that's also always been the essence of the genre. I mean, people like, you know, if you were an emo kid, like you were the one who was most made fun of, like, then like compared to like what, you know what I mean? Like, like it was so uncool to like Green Day when I was in eighth, eighth, ninth grade. Like it was so uncool, and I loved them. 
love, you know? Yeah. So I just think that, I think also just like the emotionally, like, you know, it, it has a, the, this kind of zone has like a, has like a history of just being emotionally very committed. And, and in this day and age, it isn't considered cool to care. So I think right. that that's like, that's where that rubs. And I just like really care a lot. Uh, so I guess you just don't you know if it's on to listen if you don't want to hear it. Right. But I think that's, it's kind of like what we were saying earlier about where the, the community comes in, right? Like, you really care about it. There's other people out there that are really going to care. And those are really the target art audience for you. Like the goal, like you said, the goal is not necessarily to be the biggest band. I don't care about making top 40 radio. Would it be cool? Sure. Is it necessary? Absolutely not. You know, so why, why put my focus on trying to make something that's going to make radio play versus something that's going to resonate with people? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad glad we could agree on that. Um, <laughs> so for the remainder of the year leading into the, the album, we're going to get some releases, some videos, things like that. Any plans for like live streams, Instagram live, little like hangout sessions, anything like that? Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen at some point. Maybe like, I don't know, mid, mid next year. I mean, I don't know. I guess there's two versions of that. Like one is like, you know, just pick up an acoustic guitar and one is like do it properly. So right. I don't know when the proper version will happen, but the bullshit version will happen. Yeah. Which honestly, for me anyway, the bullshit versions have been more fun than some of the, the full production ones, you know, yeah, like, no, it's, okay, great. I, I was just going to say, like, I've seen a few of the full production ones and it's like, okay, cool. But I'm not going to mosh in my living room. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like chilling with a, an acoustic guitar, talking about the song and whatnot, like, that feels more appropriate for the time and the space that we're in. Like we're hanging out in everybody's living room. So why not make it living room songs? Right. Yeah. I think it's, I, I, that's good to know. That's good. Sick. It'll happen. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's everything I've got for you, man. Um, so what I want to do is give you the opportunity to tell people anything you want to tell them. Uh, but also, plug everything man like there's the socials and stuff like that we'll obviously link them but uh let people know where they can find you and what to expect okay i would say uh uh first thing i'd like to say to everybody is stop worrying it doesn't matter it's all gonna be okay and i'm saying that to myself too right <laughs> then uh if you want to listen to the new ep i just put out it's called future accountants of america unite and it's on Spotify and Apple Music. And my Instagram is at Eli Hertz. And I post super offensive, ridiculous uh, content that is pretty meaningless. Uh, and if you want to check it out, check it out. Awesome, man. Um, I definitely am, am pretty excited to see what, what's in store. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass on that. Oh, thanks, man. Like, you, you know, you're. I, I really think that one of the things that I kind of hooked on with your EP was that each track was different. It was like a nice little showcase of here's one emotion, here's something else I can do, here's this, you know, and it, it really brought me into kind of seeing a well-rounded person versus, hey, look at how pretty and produced I can make this one thing sound. Oh, thanks, man. That's that's awesome. That's super cool to hear that someone like picked up on that in a big way. That's, that's really cool. 
Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. And listening. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate your time. And, um, you Where know, I'll, you? I'll definitely, you? pardon me? Where are you? Indiana. Indiana. A little bit north of uh, Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. I've had yep. small moments in Indiana. Yeah. Anywhere worth a damn? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gary? Gary? Yeah. It's a shithole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, like, legitimately, oh, man, 10 years ago, something like that, it was legitimately the world or the nation's murder capital. So, you know, that's cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Indiana sounds great. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, not Chicago, not L.A., not New York. Gary, Indiana. Indiana. No, but wait. There's some labels that have a lot that are based in Indiana. Uh, there's a few, yeah, that are. Yeah, yeah Bloomington, Terre Haute area. Yep, there's a there are a few down there. Sweet. So, hey, yep. so, okay. Yeah, it it has it's. We're kind of the diamond in the rough. We have spots where like everything's cool, it's real good, and then we have spots like Gary, and, and it's like. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome man well i'm looking forward to it like i said hopefully uh covid goes away i can catch you out on tour either as eli hurts or courtship and eli hurts Terra ho live that's gonna be yeah. there we go oh, <laughs> all right man thank you and then like four people yell back at you because Terra hoat's music scene is mediocre <laughs> okay Awesome, man. I appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll be in touch when everything goes live, and we'll uh, keep blasting your stuff. Sick. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate one. it. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was my conversation with Eli Hirsch, also known as Eli Hertz. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Um, super cool dude. And, you know, I think there's some real potential uh, with this project. And he and I kind of touched on that. And I think that, you know, whether it stays as kind of a side gig type of project or if he moves that to a main focus, it, it's really potentially got the legs. So, um, you know, all the best wishes for him. and. Just, you know, want to see where this thing goes. Ready for some, oddly, ready for some new music. You know, he just dropped the the new EP, the debut EP. And already I'm like, all right, well, let's let's see where this goes. Um, so huge thanks to him. Really appreciate his time and, and working with us and getting all that scheduled and everything. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Um, you know, as always, give us a like, a share, a follow, a subscribe all that fun stuff, all the free stuff. Uh, same for Eli. Go over to wherever you stream music, stream his his album, uh, you know, save it if you can, follow him. Um, all his social media is going to be linked in the description of the podcast as well. So hit him up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, yeah, and really looking forward to to bringing you guys some really cool stuff in the the very near future. Um, we've got a couple new merch designs. I know I keep saying that, but you guys should definitely go check them out. Um, yeah. And this episode 
is going live the day before Thanksgiving. So if you listen to it before Thanksgiving, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Um, you know, COVID obviously sucks, so practice it as safely as possible. Um, but at, at bare minimum, you know, something that I've talked about quite extensively through the podcast is mental health and especially mental health around the holidays and things like that. These times can be very trying for people that have lost loved ones and and things of that nature. And so even if you can't gather um, or you choose not to gather because of the regulations and and whatnot in your area, um, you know, reach out, send text messages or phone calls or, you know, whatever to your friends and family and just make sure that they know that you're still around, uh, that you care, that you're glad that they're still around and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's really important to be encouraging and supportive through these, um, these weeks, you know, especially Thanksgiving leading into Christmas and, and then new year's after that. So, um, as always guys, I appreciate your support. Remember to take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And you make the scene. Let's be weird and have a staring contest. Keep our eyelids open till we start to cry. Tell me how you read my mind. Can I be weird? I think if we had babies, we'd make superhumans destined for great things. Full of pure anxiety But I like your daddy issues I like your face I like how you throw your life away So let's grab the tissues And I'll be a shrink And you'll be mine There's so many fucked up things about you But honestly I love them all Love them all I love them all There's so many
a staring contest, keep our eyelids.